0: Hey, Billy, you know what's awesome? What's that? 2020!
1: (laughs) Well, kinda. Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah. Where to start? Where to start? Um... Well, we already did a show called "What's Not Awesome" like a couple shows ago. So, (laughs) and if I if I were to take a deep breath and start telling you all about the bad stuff that happened to me over 2020, we'd be here all night, and you'd you'd end you'd end being sad. So we figured (laughs) there's there's quite actually quite in amongst all of the chaos, there has actually been some good stuff that happened. And sort sure. of we figured we'd talk about 2020's greatest hits and uh, kind of, you know, there's silver linings to be had around everything. I learned that from the Grateful Dead. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, so uh, yeah, it's 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 you know, it could be some personal things, you know, that you're like, all right, that's that's a good thing, right? So, uh, yeah. Well, just uh, let's let's look at the bright side of 2020 in some cases.
1: Well, I mean, I have to say, I started off 2020 um, getting surgery and getting my voice fixed. Yeah. Which, for a lot of you guys who have been listening to me for a while, I was kind of on a on a deterioration. Um, I had a I had a polyp in my in my vocal cords that was had been there for a long time, but it was just getting bigger and it was starting to cut off my airways. And I didn't know it was there. I thought I had allergies, you know. Yeah. And um, so if you've never had one of these things before, you can't feel it. You can't. It doesn't hurt. There's nothing. It's just like a, a flap of, of skin that just kind of lays over your vocal cords. But the weird part about it is I would be talking just like you and I are talking now. And with no triggers, so like no allergens, no emotional change, just, just, deadpan just like we're talking right now and then my just and it would not like i couldn't get it was like mutant guitar strings it was the weirdest thing and i started getting really scared because i'm like man this is not good and yeah. the doctor's like yep and he puts that thing up my nose and was like see that when do you want to have surgery i'm like oh great but i came out of it and now my voice sounds better than it pretty much ever has yeah so uh yeah, you know, er, ever since it. I've
0: known you, it, it's been a real kind of gravelly voice, and it was getting worse.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: I mean, you don't even sound like the same person anymore, so. Yeah,
1: and and I can sing again, too. So that's, yeah. you know, which is, you know, I, was, I think a big part, and it's on my list of things for 2020, but getting back into music so so much is, you know, yeah. for the longest time, I couldn't carry a tune. And I used to be able to do it really well. And so, you know, you just kind of get depressed. I mean, I'm not one to carry depression around with me, but you just kind of like, like, well, this is a bummer. I'm not, I don't want to play this. I don't want to play anymore. I'm going home. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I got my voice fixed. That started off real good. I had some time to myself, um, obviously home on medical leave. And, you know, some quiet time. So I was able to kind of reflect and get some things done. And, you know, so, yeah, so yeah that was a pretty, pretty, Weird way to start the year, but it turned out really well, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we had a lot of a lot of changes at work and stuff like that, so we got a lot of new people coming in, a lot of the older people leaving. It's been there for a long time, so it's been kind of a shake-up. But in the middle of all that, my grandson was born, who, uh, this is halfway through the year, so he's a whopping five months old now, and he's already wearing wow. two-year-old stuff. <laughs>
1: He's a, <laughs> a big he's old, a kid. big old,
0: big old boy, and a uh, little Rocky, <laughs> Rocky O'Ryan. Nice. So yeah, yeah, he's uh So that's been a, obviously a a hot spot for for twenty twenty for sure when everything else was falling down. Uh, I think you mm. and I have to agree that we've had some more home time than we're used to
1: being at home. For for sure, man. I mean. It's, it's weird because I've always, you know, my, my old job, I I was always home-based, right? So, like, yeah. I didn't go into an office every day, but, like, I could understand the perspective. So, like, my wife would get up, and I'd be here. And then when she'd come home, I'd be here. But the thing yeah. was, like, I'd be here for a while, and then I'd leave and go out and, like, call on, on customers. And then, like, land back here kind of towards the end of the day, and then she'd have to commute and, like... So she saw me here all the time. Yeah. But then whenever it was actually this is how things are, she's like, dude, like, how, do you, <laughs> how do you how do you, how do you stand this cuz she went to work from home. She's like, I don't understand how you could do this every day. I'm like, well, that's because I wasn't doing this. I was I was yeah. gone. Um but yeah, the 4Ps in the pod with the family, never leaving the house all through school. Um I mean, tough but, times.
0: Uh, it's tough times, but at the same time you get to function as a family a bit more,
1: good and bad. You know, you, you know like you do get that little bit of cabin fever where it's like, sure. you know, like <laughs> I just have to go for a walk, and somebody's like, "Well, I want to go with you," and you're like, "No," then I'm <laughs> it's not what I meant. But <laughs> and you but, and
0: you have to say those crazy things like, "Who
1: ate all the corn pops?" Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the um, you know just the. It's the, the virtual school thing, everything, but I'm going to have to say though, that for all of the, all of the frustration, you're right. We were blessed in that, you know, that's one of the, the, the bad parts of 20, well, good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. Like I lost my job now yeah. I didn't lose my job because of COVID. I lost my job because my company had been planning this for like three years and they finally just went ahead and, and did it. And I saw, so I knew about it back in February, but I've been there forever Right. Um, but ha- had it all not worked out the way it was, I don't know what we would have done with the kids. Like yeah. the kids would have, the kids would have been like, you know, my I don't know how to log into my app. And there would have been no parents here to show them like <laughs> how to do it. So it all worked out wonderfully that I had that little, you know, that, that period of home time. It was just kind of like that little window opened up. The opportunity was there. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not.
0: When you, when you said that, the, <laughs> you, the way you said it, it reminded me of something Bobcat Gothwaite used to say in the up show. It's like, yeah, I lost my job. but well, I, I didn't really lose. it. It's just when I go there, somebody else is doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
1: man. He well, said it about
0: his girlfriend too, though. I yeah. lost my girlfriend. Well, I didn't lose her. It's just when I go there, there's somebody else doing it.
1: <laughs> I tell you what they did, man. And I'm like, I feel, I feel bad for the people because like essentially what they did, we was like, we'd have a territory. It was like a hundred, a hundred accounts to call on and a certain defined territory. They did their downsizing, but what they didn't do was reduce the number of accounts in the universe. They just reduced the number of people calling on those accounts. So like my territory was a hundred accounts and Christina's territory was a hundred accounts. And then they, Wiped out, essentially wiped out what was my assignment. And so now she's got 200 stores. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> dodged a <laughs> bullet there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I got, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, you know, not, I'm certainly not sad about it, but it was just one of those things in 2020. It's like, really? On top yeah. of everything else. But, um, but the fun part about it was I learned about this downsizing. When I was on the plane coming home from Colorado, which was a place <laughs> I'd never been before. Um, my wife and I got to go in February to the Stanley Hotel up in Estes Park, hmm. which is where Stephen King was inspired to write The Shining. Right. And it's yeah. also where they filmed the TV miniseries back in yeah. the nin- like late 90s. Um, which, whatever your opinions of special effects and the way that that miniseries went... <laughs> was a lot more true to the book than the kubrick version so there's there's places on premise there that are described in the book that were not in the kubrick film so you know like you're walking around it's like oh they've got the you know the the performance hall and you know this this bar over here and this you know and um so that was really neat. we went on the ghost tour, and my wife is like, "You know I'm sitting here just like a kid on Christmas like oh, it's, it's it's all this cool stuff and she's kind of like it's a it's a big empty it's a it's a billiards room with no pool tables like it's just a big empty room <laughs> she's like, I don't get it <laughs> I'm like, I know, but if there were billiard tables, they'd be right there because <laughs> I, I, I read about it in the book."
0: And hey honey, now uh, you know why it's called
1: the ballroom. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it was awesome. And that was kind of like our last sort of vacation getaway thing before The Veil vale came down, and it was beautiful. We totally fell in love with uh, the mountains and Estes Park, and I can figure out why John Denver wrote all those awesome songs about it because it really is just... Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know. So, and <laughs> as soon as I can get back, I'm, I'm ready to go. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's something my wife would absolutely love. to Go not necessarily the the hotel, but just to see that area, uh, for that exact reason. Like you said, you know, for uh, all the John Denver stuff because <laughs> she's a big John Denver fan. So, yeah, man. Hey, so. You kind of have to throw in. We started this show in 2020 yeah. because we had nothing else going on because
1: of <laughs> everything else that was going on. Right? You know, you find find a couple of podcasters with a little more time on their hands are just going to make a new podcast. So, but
0: <laughs> uh, I'd actually sent you an idea for a solo show that I was going to work on just to see what mm-hmm. you thought about it. You're like.
1: Don't do that. Let's do this. (laughs) Hey, you know, and it was born out of a conversation about just nostalgia and fun stuff. And um, at that time, I had not seen Cobra Kai, um, which I knew was out there in the ether, but I just hadn't seen it yet. And we started talking about Karate Kid. And what was great and, you know, not to, you know, too much self-indulgence on the Awesome Podcast is you know so many other podcasts will take a movie or a show and they'll go play by play with the with the show itself and for me it was like what what did karate kid mean to me it was you know my memories of being a kid and running around with you know my friends yeah. and wrestling in the front yard and how free how free we were to be kids in the 80s you know it's like bicycles and trampolines and yeah. you know <laughs> horrible you know, back and neck injuries that were just like this far away, but, but we didn't know. Yeah, that's right. That's like you know
0: me, me pretending I'm evil can evil and jumping over the neighbor kids. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't think about hurting them. Oh, you, you, yeah.
1: And if you did get hurt, there was levels of hurt, right? Right. It's like it's like it's like okay, are you hurt bad enough to go tell your mom? Like let's not let's not tell your mom. Don't exactly tell your mom. <laughs> That's for sure. (laughs) Oh man, so yeah, and (laughs) just too much fun. Because again, 2020 was a downer, so it was just like uh, always. Look forward to sitting down and just cutting loose for an hour and just laughing about stuff, whether it's you know, you know, nothing serious. That's yeah, that's what's so great about it. (laughs) Even if we stop and say something serious for a minute, we're like ah, let's move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love, too, that you know, the majority of the shows, you know, we, we advertise what we're talking about, but it's really only about this much of the show because we include everything around it, which, it works, you know? Totally. And you just brought up Cobra Kai, and me and my wife, are you watching the second season right now? Well, she's watching it for the first time, but uh, we're getting <laughs> ready for season, season three coming up, so.
1: Dude, it's, that's what's another fun thing about that show, is you can tell... The, the cast, good guys, bad guys, everybody in that show really enjoys being on that yeah. show. Yep. Like, you just see, like, if you follow them on, on Instagram or, you know, any of the cast members at all, they're like, this is awesome! So, yeah. uh, you know...
0: And, and the fact that they've done, you know, we, we've just finished the episode where Johnny goes and hooks up with his old Cobra Kai guys, right? Because the one that's it's in hospice and they go out to the, to the bar and get in a fight and all that stuff. And you're like, you know, it's even my wife is saying it's a a nice way to put some closure to some of that stuff to actually get them back in the show. Uh Just enough to say,
1: you know. Like, are those guys even actors anymore? Yeah. But you brought them them in, you know, you just get a phone call one day and be like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) remember this? You know, like, would you like to resume that character for a few minutes? And yeah, dude. And I. uh, from what I can tell, and I know that's obviously more, but this was uh, this was Williams' baby. Like yeah. this was John, Johnny's Johnny's bra- you know brainchild, and he brought Ralph Macchio in on it, and you know, so yeah, like who who yeah. better to tell the story of that of that guy than him, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it.
0: it's it's so much Which, fun and and it's hitting all those buttons that is why we put this show together, right? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. you know, bringing bringing back the feels.
1: Speaking of feels. Oh man, Mandalorian. <laughs> 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 yeah. We talked about that like on episode 2. So we're yeah. going back, you know, we're doing our year in review here. But, like, we talked about two things. This is, like, Cobra Kai, Cobra <laughs> Karate Kid, and then Star Wars slash Mandalorian. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, you you watched Stranger Things, right? Oh, yeah. I remember, because watching the first season of Stranger Things, it was so awesome that I thought, there's no way they can top that. Like, there's just no way they could top yeah. that. And then, you know, I was watching season two. And my wife, my wife's not, not a big fan of it. She's like, you know, so she dropped off. She's like, well, how is it? And I was like, I don't know how they did it, but this, (laughs) this is somehow better. Yeah. It was like, it doesn't diminish a second of the first season, but they just took everything that was great about it and just cranked it up a little bit. And, you know, it's just, and then season three was just amazing. So like, same thing with Mandalorian. It's like season one was so awesome. Just giddy. Yeah. And yeah. then drop season two on you. And it's just like. Yeah. And you saw that picture of two little kids playing. And it's like, this is Favreau. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is them like plotting stuff. <laughs> it's just two kids just like. Yeah.
0: This is awesome! <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. the, the fact that you're having a whole. You've got a plethora of videos out there on YouTube where people are doing reactions to the very last episode of season two, and people are bursting into tears. Oh, dude, it
1: was too much. It was yeah. It was absolutely.
0: Well, you know why? Because we, and we're getting off on the wrong thing here. Of course, but but... that's Luke Skywalker. That's you know, and even Mark Hamill did a reaction video, Uh where he said. That's Luke Skywalker. Not yeah. what was in the new movies. That's mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker.
1: Yeah, well, he got in trouble and had to walk himself back, but he was not happy <laughs> with, with with what they did with him. But yeah, dude, and that was that was the same as the Rogue Rogue One, which I'm I posted it on our site. But you know, with that girl's reaction video of her watching the end of Rogue One with yeah. when Vader shows up, yeah, like she is so cute. Like, but but you, you like. Watching her, you're like, that is precisely how I felt in the theater whenever that happened. So, oh my yeah. – <laughs> Yeah. You know? And yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, between between the FET and, <laughs> you know. And then – so <laughs> and in season one, and we're probably going to have to put a spoiler alert like at the top of the show like, <laughs> it, like when we release it, but in season one – I think it was like an episode two or three when they when he first met Cara Dune and they were on that planet with the uh, with the decommissioned at set. Yeah. And so then uh, <clears throat> Baby Yoda made all of his friends and he was hanging out with them and eating frogs and being cute. And then at the end, when he realized that they weren't safe and they had to leave whenever the, the bounty hunter tried to shoot him and Kara yeah. shot him. And they so he had to bring, you know, Grogu home, you know, back onto the Razor Crest. My baby Autumn burst into tears. She's Uh, just devastated that he had to leave (laughs) his friends behind, that his life was in danger, you know, that people were out to get him and stuff. She just couldn't handle it. And so then of course my wife and I watched this this one where (laughs) I mean it was much worse. We're like, oh, she's just they're gonna be in a she's gonna be an emotional wreck. (laughs) <laughs> but the, the the little bit of maturity that's just kind of coming out, and the difference between age six and seven, she was like, "But she had to go with him, like like he had to go with him. He's in a, he's in a better spot because he's finally safe." Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes it <laughs> that makes yeah. me an emotional wreck because you got that empathy <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I
0: mean it's it's going to be interesting to see where that goes because it's it's kind of an in-game thing right there right that chapter is done so you know not to say it won't pop its head back up here and there but he reached his goal so it's going to be nice to see what else is in store because i think and i think it's part of the plan because when you do a kind of a relapse of the whole first two seasons it's uh him doing odd jobs to get what he needs for the kid over mm-hmm. and over and over. So I think maybe that kind of was a point. It's like, okay, we've done that plenty enough. Let's move on to something else. So I, I think that's probably the intention.
1: Well, then, well, now he's also the King of Mandalore. So he's got,
0: politi- <laughs> he's got political
1: <laughs> baggage that he's got to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: His, I think his troubles just quadrupled.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but you know, not to, not to turn this into a complete Mandalorian show, but yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the 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 Star Wars gods, they they gave us what we wanted. We wanted Boba Fett yeah. back, got him. Yeah. We wanted we wanted some we wanted some better legacy for Luke, and we got it. Yeah. So it's one of those like, I can I mean I would I want to see more, but they yeah. could close the book on the show now, and it would be to me just like. Yeah. A perfect movie like Rogue, like Rogue One. Right. Like okay, it, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't, you, you know. If you, you
0: worry about it continuing and deflating it, right? That's always mm-hmm. the problem, especially with movies and stuff. It's kind of like you got Superman and Superman two, and then you got Superman three. <laughs> then you got Superman four. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> True. <laughs> and that's when they. That is funny to me that that's where they said.
1: That's enough.
0: <laughs> they couldn't have done that before,
1: you know. <laughs> I, I I think Superman four gets a lot of uh, bad juju because if you've if you've ever picked up a Superman comic book, <laughs> like, this some of the stories are much much worse. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like, true. A lot a lot more far fetched and that kind yeah. of stuff. So, well, you I do gotta, have to
0: remember; you got to remember it was a canon film, so mm-hmm. that explains a lot.
1: <laughs> well, so was Rambo; that was crazy. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I completely did not realize. Of course, when you're in a, when you're a kid, um, you know you, you 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 notice some things, like you notice Paramount, or you notice New Line, because you're about to watch a, a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, or you know. But like that that little canon logo was just on everything. And that and go like the Gullen and Globus. It's yeah. like Yeah. And if when you're a when you're a kid, you can't tell the difference between good and bad. It doesn't it's just on, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then so like when we did our Rambo episode and I popped Rambo in, and I'm like, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the biggest action movie blockbusters of all time. And it's canon. <laughs> it's a canon film.
0: <laughs> so all you folks out there if, if you're if you're listening and you're not a big movie fan and you want to know what we're talking about when we say canon there is a documentary called uh electric boogaloo <laughs> i believe is what they called it and it's the story of of canon films you gotta see it it's just it's unreal <laughs> what these people were doing <laughs> to make these movies I'll show you
1: something like that. necessarily the prize of my collection, but it is pretty neat. Here I have a pretty (laughs) good condition novelization (laughs) of Superman 3. Wow! (laughs) And on the back it says, no more Mr. Nice Guy. (laughs) Uh, Except for... He he became not, not Mr. Nice Guy at the end of part two. With the yeah. <laughs> nah. It was, know,
0: he yeah. Uh... He, 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 he had to go back, which you know, um, leading into another 2020 movie. But you know, the 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 magic of Superman two is something they played heavily off of with the new Wonder Woman movie.
1: I haven't seen that yet. I hear that nobody likes it, but I've got two little kids that are going to love it just because she's yeah, on I the mean, screen.
0: It's, sure, sure, but it's uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as if I would have seen this as a kid, I'd probably loved it, right? But but when you start putting the puzzle together, you're like, wait a minute. If this was a Superman movie and he did what she was doing, there'd be a whole lot of complaints.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, well, well.
0: She she. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> we'll, we'll check it
1: out over the weekend, and we'll, we'll probably because I think we I think we actually need to do an episode dedicated to Wonder Woman. So between Absolutely. Linda Carter and the movies and the I would of like the to lore, be I would like to
0: be between Linda Carter.
1: I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Linda Carter and Gal Gadot can come over anytime they want. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. And and watch there, after
0: the credits. You got to watch after the credits too.
1: Um, well, Not after the credits. I, I think we're going right to watch after it over the credits
0: weekend.
1: Start. But yeah, Su- Superman 3, dude. I don't I mean, I remember this being a kid and this is where he does <clears> he, he does turn bad and he, you know, turns his back and he's like breaking the <laughs> beer bottles with the peanuts and stuff. <laughs> I was just thinking yeah. like at the very end of Superman 2, whenever he gets his powers back and he crushes Zod's hand, I was like, yeah, he's got that yeah. little spark of anger.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, no more Mr. Nice guy here. And then he goes, those, those, those Kryptonians don't go back to the, the Phantom zone. He was like, yeah. they, they pretty much kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, like that's a little bit out of sorts for Superman, but yeah. And then he
0: goes back to the, and then he goes back to that little restaurant too, and settles the score there too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> But yeah, that, that uh in Superman three two, that um the the the, the evil henchman <laughs> chick that gets sucked into the rope into the computer and then comes out as a robot that Nightmares. Was, that was scary <laughs> that was scary as hell. <laughs> like, I had nightmares <laughs> over that woman, man.
0: That was one of the scariest things I'd ever seen as a kid. You know those kid. wires crawling up his up her face and slapping those digital boards on her face and the eyes turned silver scared the crap out of me.
1: I mean, you know who always reminded me of her later was Dot in Spaceballs, the Joan (laughs) Rivers character. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's like, it's the chick from Superman 3. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Which we've got to do on
0: Spaceballs. (laughs) Welcome to the Superman episode,
1: folks. (laughs) Hey, man, between Superman, there's so much good stuff out there. You know, there's so much good stuff to play with. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, dude. Twenty
0: twenty. What else we got?
1: What? How are we doing on time? I'm gonna take a look at this real fast. About twenty eight minutes in. About twenty eight minutes in. It's probably a time for a commercial. So um, let's take a break and get in a word from one of our sponsors, and we will be right back.
0: It's time to get going to a special offer at Pizza Hut. Just come in, order a medium or large Pizza Hut pizza to go, and get this new half-gallon thermal jug for just $1.99. And every time you order another medium or large pizza to go, bring back the jug, or any Pizza Hut jug, and we'll fill it with Pepsi absolutely free. At your hometown Pizza Hut. Come in for the jug. Come back for the refill. So the girl found herself in the Toys R Us store, with every single kind of toy she ever had wished for. Hello, I'm Mother Goofy.
1: If your child is wishing for Worlds of Wonder's gentle storytelling characters, they're great values at Toys R Us.
0: My name is Teddy Ruxton. My name is Mickey Mouse, and this is Goofy. All priced extra
1: low at Toys R Us. I'm growing up with my Toys R Us kid. All right, we are, we are back. So yeah, unfortunately, the convert the converting sometimes it's just like da 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 da. Other times it depends on connection speed. We've got we've got rain here, so it's kind of weird.
0: It's kind of but... messy here too, man.
1: Alrighty, well, let's see. Oh yeah, I released two books this year. Yeah, which you did. Was pretty neat. Um, so for the people on on the YouTube and the video, I got two books that came out. Both of them are horror novel, you know horror, horror stuff. It's really not for the faint of heart. Um, my <laughs> wife read two, two stories and got mad at me for having written the second one <laughs> out of two books. And so, um, yeah, well, I don't know about
0: you, but I, I got my copies of them and they're autographs. So I don't know if you can, uh, I don't know if you can top that or not.
1: I can, I can talk, (laughs) but, but, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty neat, you know, kind of one of those lifelong dreams sorts of things. And I finally had the time this year to sit down, you know, like we're going to talk about music here in a few minutes, but you know, it's like there, there comes a point at which you practice up into the point that it's good enough that you can go play on stage and yeah. then on stage, we'll show you where you're not good enough and where you need to practice more to polish Absolutely. and get better over time. With a yeah. book, you can't do that. You have to you have to polish it up. And once you get it to a certain point, then it's out there in the world yeah. and, and you know, warts and all. And so you have to sit there with as fine a tooth comb as you can and you, you try to, to clean everything up. And it's inevitable that there's going to – but that's where the time drain is. That's where the time killer is, is you're like – you know, I work full time. I've got two small children. And of course, excuses are, you know, a dime a dozen. Like So I'm not, right. I'm not complaining. But this is why you'll have, you know, manuscript drafts piled up. And people are like, well, why don't you have a book? It's like, because I have to go back through and reread it all. I have to spit and polish, <clears throat> and edit. And it's, <clears throat> it's more of a time thing than anything else. This year I had the time to go through and spit polish and and, and really clean it up, and um, the reviews have been awesome and sales have been pretty good, so I can't complain. Awesome. Um, yeah. A lot of people at home, a lot of people at home this year looking for something to do, so <laughs> <laughs> I sold some books and I was pretty neat. So can't wait for like the convention circuit to get kicked back in motion to where I can like yeah. go out and actually sell them person to person and talk about stuff. And, but yeah,
0: man, you you should almost get you a booth for uh Frightmare next time, you know, and do, do the books and the podcast, the whole shebang, right? We'll see. I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> just get a, a an all in one show sort of thing. Come sit down. I'll sign your book. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Which, by the way, oh. we we're talking. We we're talking about movies. Have you seen the the movie Soul, the new one that's I have out? Not. Uh, not watch it, yeah. watch it. I've heard it's it's good. It's, it's it's good. Um, they have this moment where it's like he's playing his piano and he just kind of like disappears and like goes off into the ether. And they're like, "That's what's that's the zone." Like explaining kinda of how that works on a universal continuity and it's like and then every now and then you you hit the zone and then something shakes you out of it and so it shows, you know, like somebody singing and then getting stage fright, like noticing people are watching and they kinda of lose their voice. <laughs> then you've got this tattoo artist. It's like just like totally in the zone and then like a car crashes outside and she's like zip Uh oh <laughs> It's pretty neat. It's a good show. It's a really, really cute movie though. It's yeah. it's awesome. So Highly recommended. So, but yeah, dude, getting getting back into music was perhaps on top of everything else. That's probably my greatest, best, happiest twenty twenty stuff was just being able to have the time and uh, you know the wherewithal to to do it. So, yeah. I mean, I know you got you just got a new toy, so you can talk about. You can talk yeah. about and you know, all other stuff too, but you know, like I was always, you know, we've talked in, in our in our previous episodes like how I had this really cool, you know, like turntable '70s hi-fi, like the the pre-digital with the monster speakers, and you know, so yeah. you throw you throw on a record like Cream, you know, yeah. it's just like like so dirty and distorted and just thump you right out of the room. And that's what I had growing up and through high school. You know, I had my dad's record collection, you know, and he was a country guy too. So like I kind of, you know, played both sides of that spectrum when I was little and then got bigger, learned how to play the guitar and, you know, it's like yeah. nobody ever picked up a guitar that wasn't trying to impress a girl. And that's no less true of me and, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. <clears throat> but then, you know, got into my forties, no longer in a band, two small children chores, errands, job, podcasts, writing books, like there's just, where do you, where do you find the time? Like, just where do you squeeze it in? And I let my skills falter. And then my voice was starting to go. And once those calluses and the muscles get weak, it's kind of a, a downward spiral because it's hard to play stuff you used to be good at. And you know, you need to practice more. So you feel guilty for not doing it. So then you practice yeah. less because it's not fun because it sucks. Yeah. So I just let it go completely. And then 2020 got me, gave me the opportunity to, in fact, in one of our YouTube videos, you saw me pull out that old guitar that had been sitting in a corner and dusty forever. Yeah. Pulled it out, you know, tore it apart, set it back up. You know, what's funny is because that's a Squire Strat from the 90s, right? Yeah. I've got a Gibson Les Paul sitting over here, but I play the Strat a little bit more often because it's lighter, and it's also kind of hobbles me. The frets are further apart; it's harder to play. So if I play that one more often, then I get better. So when I hit my Gibson, it's like butter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. but uh, I'm actually doing the yeah. exact same thing because I'm 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 learning mostly on this one. So when I go to this one. It's, it's, this one plays like a dream. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this one, this one plays okay. And it's basically a Yamaha Pacifica is what it is. Uh, It's just got the, it's got all the built-in effects. You know, this is that guitar I told you about that had yeah. all the, the different sounds. And it's, you know, it's an okay guitar, but you don't buy it because of that. You buy it because of Whittle to Do, but, you know, the other one's the, the one that plays well. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, same story with uh, me because... You, just... No, I just same deal because uh, I had totally gotten out of music altogether until I got the get back into the band. Hello, right? Uh, and with uh, the downtime at the first of the year, we started doing some like everybody else has been doing some videos where they're jamming together, and and we had one that got on a on the Kiss official website and got quite a few views and stuff. So that was kind of cool, because we weren't expecting that at all. Uh, we're just a bunch of old kiss nuts. So that was kind of neat. We did four or five different videos of different stuff, and it really made me like music again. I guess just uh, getting back into it, because I'd totally checked out. <laughs> so 2020, if anything for me, has made me, I am a absolute nut for level 42 right now, man. They're my, they're my favorite That's, band. That's
1: all I listen to. <laughs> so I, th- I ran into this thing, and it was kind of on one of those, like, inspirational Instagrams or whatever. Somebody shared it, maybe as a tweet or whatever. It was just this little cartoon, and it showed a dude laying laying on his back with headphones on, like, looking at the back of, an, of a record cover. And it's like, we need to get back to deep listening instead of passive listening. Like, all put down right. your phone— just put on a record and listen to it and beginning to end and stuff. Yeah. And and for me, it was always like, I was always listening way, way between the lines, like reading between the lines on lyrics, listening to like, even though I was a guitar player, you know, you have those things inside of a song that make make a signature. So maybe it's a drum beat, maybe it's a bass line, maybe the bass isn't doing anything particularly interesting, but it's just maybe like elevated slightly. So you notice it more. And it's like that kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's music nerd stuff, but I've always kind of heard music that way. And then you have those other things that just take you away. That just really just kind of put you in a completely different mindset um, Pink Floyd's one of those bands for me. Like I like to describe Pink Floyd as I don't hear the instruments at all. Like mm. I, I feel it. And I, I kind of see soundscapes in my head kind of with like colors and lights. Right. I have to, I have to pull myself out of it in order to like sit down and be like, Oh, okay. there actually, there's guitars and bass and drums in here. Like right. I like, I don't feel it. I don't see it for the ingredients. And, um, but Pink Floyd was because of that because there was kind of like a, a magical mystery sort of thing to it I never like I knew a lot of Pink Floyd songs on guitar like the rhythm and the vocals i yeah. never tapped into any of the leads I never mm-hmm. tapped into a lot of the the deeper stuff about it yeah. because it just seems so profound that I couldn't even touch it now I'm learning that it's actually pretty simple it's
0: it's yeah it's it's, it's interesting it's, it's, but it's uh it's it's the psychedelic movie movement of the sixties, mid sixties, and then you put Gilmore's bluesy guitar on top of it. Uh it's landscapes, man. It's musical landscapes, and that's what sets them apart. Mm-hmm. Uh to me
1: But you mentioned like level forty two. Yeah. You, you well, they're, mentioned they're... Level 42, and I was this was a long way around to that, is there's yeah. a lot of bands that I have known, like Level 42 has a couple of songs that I've known. Sure, I was the same way. And then you mentioned that they were awesome, and I was going, because I was like, okay, I just need to, I need a big influx of music, and I need a big influx of records, I don't want to buy singles, you know. Right. And so I went to my father-in-law's house, and he just had a crap load of records, and I was like, okay, I'm going to borrow all these, and... You know, burn them onto my computer. Level forty two is one of them, yeah. and um, I haven't I haven't sat down and listened to the records like it's the greatest hit. I haven't listened to it mm. as a band, but every yeah. song that comes on that's that's them, I'm like, who the hell is this? This is awesome. So yeah. you're correct. <laughs> like Man. If... Well, it, it started started me because
0: because I've always loved uh, to to me pretty much my favorite pop eighty song is something about you, which mm-hmm. is, was their big hit. But I never really listened to anything else. And then I heard, Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that song too. That was kind of a popular tune. But there's a concert of them in Holland that's on YouTube and it absolutely floored me. And this is just recently. You know oh, wow. I, was, I was like, Holy smokes And since then it's pretty much all I've been listening to. <laughs> I mean, the the level of musicianship in that band is just ridiculous. And you know, yeah, we can go on and on about that. But that's been my big musical influence. It, it seems kind of stupid because it's an 80s pop band, but they're uh heavily influenced by, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire. There's a lot of jazz in their stuff, but then they can rock out too. So it's a weird combination of stuff. That I, I don't think anything sounds like them.
1: And there's, I think that was one of the appeals. I, I think there's a lot of... I think there's a lot of bands like that, regardless of genre, you know, it's like there's metal bands that, you know, it's like a buddy of mine and I were talking about, you know, Megadeth the other day. It's like he was talking about Metallica, Megadeth. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I have always been fascinated by Dave Mustaine because I mean, that story, like he was so he was so like rock bottom that he's getting booted out of what would become the biggest band in rock and roll history. I mean, Metallica's yeah. made more money than the Beatles. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe not that big, but close. Yeah. And Dave Mustaine was put on a bus and shipped home. And he was like 20, <laughs> 23. Like, he wasn't like he yeah. was old right. or anything. Like, he wasn't like washed up. But then right. somehow or another, this dude managed to take his talent and his drive and turn Megadeth into one of the big four of the 80s. And whenever, because I, I was reading an article talking about the big four, and so you had Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer, yeah. were the big four of eighties metal. And to, to take that kind of rock bottom day, and just be able to flip the script on your life, and then like, yeah, boom, right back into it. I think that is awesome. <laughs> you know, whether you like yeah. Megadeth's music or not, Dave Mustaine's in. A, I Interesting tell you what, guy. nine out of ten
0: times, if I had Metallica and Megadeth in front of me, I'm probably going to listen to Megadeth. I, I, I'm, there's something I really like about Bill. It's his guitar playing,
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Dude is an absolute monster guitar player. Well, you and know. then, he, you know, that was another thing about Mustaine is that he's got the musicianship, the, the presence to be an awesome guitar player and then to get a player that is oh, yeah. biz- bizarrely as good yeah. as him. It's like yeah. a lot of time, guitar players yeah. stand there and be like, I want to be the front guy. And it's like, well, I got to <laughs> sing sometimes, so here's you. You, you got to be as at least as awesome as me.
0: So <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to get this guy named uh, Marty Friedman. Yeah. yeah. He's a nobody. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like kicking Steven Adler out of the band, out of Guns N' Roses, because he's got a drug problem, right? right. <laughs> it's just like, what are you guys
1: thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's the – and again, like, we've talked about GNR. Like, I don't even know – like, I, I, GNR is one of those, like – I think for me, it's always just – I I just like Slash. I like yeah. Slash. I like the way he looks. I like the way he acts. I like the way he plays his guitar. He's just he's just an icon to me. He's just amazing. Yeah. Um, Guns N' Roses has gone through all kinds of iterations of anywhere from badass to complete stupidity. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, uh, I don't think it's so much GNR as I think it's that well that original Appetite for Destruction lineup yeah. and yeah. the attitude and stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like we we had said, because I know you're an old school metalhead. I'm a newer school metalhead in that I was following bands like Pantera. Yeah. You know, Megadeth, Metallica. Bands like, you well, when I was, so early 90s, when I was really kind of in that zone of, call it teenage angst, metalhead, you know. Yeah. We're talking like. And Justice For All had been out and was awesome, but they were yeah. right about to drop the Black Album. You're just like, yeah Rust in Peace was out, and they were just about to, do, to drop Symphony of Destruction, which right. Symphony of Destruction is an amazing record.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is.
1: it is awesome. But it's like both of those bands were starting to soften a little bit, and then you had Pantera yeah. that just kind of came out of, well, P- 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 Pantango, well, from Houston. I mean, <laughs> like, Pantera was just. I mean, they were brutal.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: They're just well, they absolutely They were and, the next I'm, step.
0: You know, I mean, they were. The, yeah. Even though they were a hair band kind of before, you know, mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses gave everybody that kick in the pants that they needed. Metallica kind of ran with that too. Well, Metallica became a little more air friendly, right? Because before mm-hmm. that you weren't going to hear them on the radio. So the Black Album kind of did that for them. But yeah, Pantera just took what was leading up to that and just turned it into, oh yeah?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold, mean, hold my beer, right? <laughs> very much so. And I was, a, I was a huge Pantera fan. I mean, among, among all these other bands, so it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm leaving these guys behind. But, you know, um, metal, metal, metal. And then it was like after... Pantera was still was still playing. And when new metal hits, you know, you had Korn, yeah. which, you know, and then everything kind of went in a different direction. And so then you like your old school metal guys were either left behind, maybe retired. Yeah. You know, I like, couldn't really find a, 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 a point. That's kind of where I checked out. But then all of your other metal coming up was like machine gun drums and Cookie Monster yeah. vocals. It was like like you can say what you want about Phil and Somo but the dude dude the dude could sing. He might have blown (laughs) out his voice since, but he could he could roar, he could squeal, he could rage, and then he could go deep and raw, you know. But then when all vocals were just like that, I just couldn't hang anymore. I was just like, you know what, Uh, you know. So I got I got way like further in like opposite directions, you know. It was like kind of like more into folk and. Synthwave and you know that kind of stuff. That was like, which is funny because you get in some of these synthwave bands and you're like, hey, what inspires you? They're like, Pantera, <laughs> like, okay, cool, but um, yeah, recently I found a band that was called uh, Killer Be Killed, and they are a super group. Um, consisting, Great name. dude, they're dude, the record is amazing, it's so good, it's oh. heavy as hell. But it's uh, it's the lead singer from Mastodon, the guy who oh. plays the guy who sings and plays bass.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I don't know who their drummer is, but he's just ruthless. Then it's got <laughs> it's got uh, Max from Sepultura on yeah. vocals, and then it's got another guy on vocals and guitar. So it's three dynamically different voices. Yeah. And, and it's just I've been I've been just. <laughs> so I haven't heard I haven't heard good metal in like freaking 15 20 years, you know. <laughs> and here's this one just kind of out of nowhere, he's like, here's this band. I'm like it's like going home, you know. So, th- them and Pink Floyd, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I don't know if we mentioned on this show, but like I stood in line to buy the Pantera record and the Cure record on the same day. They both had new releases on the same day. The Great Southern Train Kill <laughs> and like Wild Mood Swings. And I bought both right. records. Like that's that's my style right there. Like that's who I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, very eclectic.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. One, one minute I'm watching, you know, Iron Maiden, and then I'll be I'll be watching Ava. So I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. on YouTube. That's where my YouTube channels are. It's like, hey, look, it's minute work. <laughs> <laughs> then i watch you know then i watch some uh did you ever listen to ours o u r s mm uh late nineties early two thousands it's it's basically a dude uh it's it's his project great voice uh it, it, it's like a better bono <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got incredible range. Uh, I don't know. I just really got into them. So I'll pull up something weird like that, and then I'm
1: watching, you know, videos of Ava because, you know, Mm -hmm. they're Ava. Why not? know. So tell us about your new toy. You've been, like, itching since the beginning. Like, you got got something fun.
0: For Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) So one of the great things about 2020 was I had a really good Christmas, man. And (laughs) I really didn't get a whole lot, but what I got was... What I've been wanting, so I I got this little practice amp, little guitar amp, and it's called a Spark by Positive Grid. I've I've sent Billy some information on it a while back because I'm just absolutely blown away by this thing for a practice amp. Now I, I don't know that I'd ever use this live, but uh, it's just the coolest little amp, man. Uh, <laughs> cost about it's around two hundred fifty bucks, but you can load your own sounds into it. It's it's it hooks up through your phone. You can pull down. There's over 10,000 different presets of amps and stuff that you can download and put in there or just keep them on your phone or you can categorize them like you want. If you want your Fender Clean sounds and your Marshall sounds and, you wow. know, if, if you want a guitar sound that's, you know, as close to, ain't talking about love that you can find, there's one built for that, you know, and I'm just... I, I, I've been playing this thing probably six hours a day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the thing, too. We were talking about, you know, the the, the, the sucky stuff of 2020. Uh, I've had a lot of family members that have been really sick. Uh, COVID and not COVID. So, uh, so, there's all that stuff going on with all of our families, you know, and the loss of our heroes. I mean, mm-hmm. as we record this today, we lost... Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. We lost, you know, one of the, the, one of the godfathers of breakdancing. The guy that was in the breaking movies died today. And it just seems like it doesn't stop, (laughs) but something happened, man. When Eddie Van Halen passed, I've just been guitar, 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 guitar. Oh, you need me to sweep the floor? Guitar, guitar, guitar. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, That's just where I am, and and I'm literally practicing six to eight hours a day right now.
1: You know, it's one of those things, like, again, getting back into it, of, it's weird, because as long as I was in a band, like, I had never, I never had a problem, like, learning a song, practicing, you know, like, you know, but it was just something i did you know it's like oh yeah we got a we gotta show this weekend i better practice that song you know go pull my guitar out of the case but now it's like well like what am i doing right now i better yeah. look is there one within reach let me go grab one and i'll sit here and just noodle yeah. around or strum um i'm not learning specific like i'm learning a lot of very specific pieces of things without actually learning the whole piece which is, which is weird for me because I used to – that's why I was so choppy on my knowledge is because I would learn, let's say, the rhythm part and the vocals. And I'd be able to right. play the song through and it was good enough to play live because I was a rhythm guitar player. We had a lead. Right. So so I would never sit down and actually just pick out melodies and, you know, pull up tabs and figure because I didn't need to know it. Now right. I'm like, okay, the guitar solo for time – the first yep. solo on another brick in the wall, the right. the intro riff for um, Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix, which sure. which dude I worked on that thing for like two weeks straight playing nothing <laughs> but and I'm only about up to about. Three quarter speed. <laughs> that is it's pretty a, much every chord in existence is in this it's, song. <laughs> it's rough, man, but it's it's so awesome. And as every little bit, of, every little improvement to where I can actually start to automate, to where I'm actually hitting it without thinking about it. Yeah, it's like a payoff. It's like okay, I just keep on. Like I'll play that two or three more times, and then go find something else to do. But yep. yeah, dude, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot, you know. Yeah. It's been awesome, and I think and
0: that's. That's kinda of where I am too, man. I'm just I'm taking the time to learn the things I've always wanted to learn. You know, all 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 my favorite riffs. But I'm building a vocabulary because in in my heart and soul I've always grown up wanting to be that guitar player, right? The guy that can do all the Eddie Van Halen stuff and all that. And I I've got a few tricks in the bag, but I'm not <laughs> Nowhere where I want to be, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, you know, when we were talking before, it's like yeah, I'm working on some docking stuff, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's 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 my goals. You know, I want to be like George Lynch.
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah, it's and not going to happen, too, but
1: because <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it's like I've been working on this stuff and I'm 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 feeling challenged and I'm having fun. You're like. Yeah, this is this is like my third instrument, but I'm nailing out George <laughs> Lynch. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm not, well, well, I'm not well,
0: nailing it out. I'm, I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get into a, a battle of the bands here. But uh, <laughs> all right, let me take a look at this time frame so that it doesn't take me forever to export. I think we're getting kind of close to the end here. Yeah. So let's go ahead and put a fork in it. Um, Yeah. Hey, you know, this is... We're recording this on December 30th, so you'll hear it a couple of days after uh, the New Year's. But, you know, from from us here, we've had a blast making the show. And, you know, as long as we're both having a good time, we're going to keep doing it. I mean, it was always kind of started as a side project, so... You know, we're, but, you know, I'm having a blast. Rick seems to be having a blast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Happy New Year's, everybody. The, uh, on, yeah. Happy New Year's. Hit us up on Facebook, man. We got all kinds of weird conversations going on. Um, <laughs> join us for Pizza Day. That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of taking on a life of its own. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, and I, we I, I, <laughs>
0: If somebody wants to out there, if you will go and like Billy's Pizza Day pictures for me, because I'm afraid if I do, my wife <laughs> will come back and be mad at me. So uh, if you're on the Facebook page, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, give them a and big just... thumbs up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and man, with that, guys, Happy New Year. Uh, let's hope it's it's a whole, whole lot more fun for everybody involved. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>